Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? It's Howie Spangler here. Welcome to Tales from the Green Room, another episode. Episode 9. All right, first off, Ballyhoo is on tour right now. Spring tour is killing it. We're a little over a month in. Got a couple weeks left with Fortunate Youth Tatanka. Shows have been great. Um, just been slaying every night. Uh, if you're missing it, don't miss it. Grab tickets, you know. Um, shit's going really well. We're having a lot of fun. We are in uh, Baltimore tonight. A little hometown love there. Uh, heading up the East Coast. We got Philly, Boston, Jersey all this weekend. And then we're going to start heading west again to, uh, you know, Ohio and all that and Pittsburgh. And uh, and then we're going to end the tour in Colorado, actually. Um, so grab the tickets, ballyhoorocks.com, man. Come see us. Come, come hang out. It's just a party every night. Also, big news. Da-da-da-da-da-da. You can now catch uh, Tales from the Green Room over at YouTube. We got a channel over there. Um, pretty much going to be doing uh, some short form video content over there. Um, mostly, uh, I'm calling them mini pods, green room mini pods. Uh, basically, going to be just some short form, like videos about advice or, or stories or, you know, kind of whatever. We'll see how it develops. But I'm really excited about it. Um, got my first uh, little over 100 subscribers yesterday. Pretty stoked. Right out of the gate. <laughs> um, so please give me a follow over there, subscribe and review, um, leave comments, uh, I'll comment back, you know, uh, I need to get a thousand subscribers before they'll let me um, upload full episodes of the podcast, um, which is what I'm trying to do as well, so, um, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to it, really excited about uh, about the YouTube thing, so please tell your friends, share the link, um, should be able to click the link in, the, uh, in whatever podcast app you're using right now, um, in the description there. Um, or you can, of course, do a search for Tales from the Green Room with Howie Spangler, and it should pop up. Uh, HowieSpangler.com has the info as well. Today I've got my homie, uh, Kosha Dills. Edison, New Jersey's favorite rapper, Kosha Dills. Uh, I've known this guy for, oh, God, about six years maybe. We met on Warp Tour 2012. Um, and... Uh, Really nice dude, um, super hustler, man. I see this guy everywhere, all over the country, just all the time, um, just working it, pushing the music. Um, this guy raps wherever and whenever, um, always on the grind. It's uh, it's nice to see that. Um, I'm I'm envious of his uh, of his work ethic. Honestly, he's sometimes when I watch when I watch it. When I watch him and I read about what he's doing, it's like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. <laughs> um, we actually worked on a brand new track that day. Uh, he just uh, ran into each other at One Love Festival in California back in February. And he had mentioned he was going to be on the East Coast. So I told him to come by the house and uh, let's get in my studio and mess around, see what happens. And yeah, I came up with this pretty rad song, actually back and forth I'm assuming it'll see the light of day at some point um, yeah we were both pretty stoked on it this is actually an old podcast I did, we did this back in March and I, I went on tour and forgot my project at home so uh, was not able to edit it and get it up so that's why it's just not going up <laughs> hopefully there was nothing time sensitive in our little conversation um, anyway uh, Kosha had a lot to say dude's always got a lot to talk about it's always nice to see him he's always getting into some shit and uh yeah. Take a listen, everybody. Uh, say what's up to Kosha Dills. Yeah, 
that cat shit. Instagramming. Yeah. 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 This is why we don't bring phones to the podcast, everybody. Yeah, no, I'm just... Did we start already? <laughs> We're starting. You want to plug me in? Yeah, I'll plug that shit in. You got it? Mm-hmm. All right. I love that song. I love that song so much. That Bruno Mars jam. Is it Bruno Mars with Cardi B? Yeah, dude. Yes. Finesse. I liked it before Cardi B. It was like that shit came out a while ago. Damn. And that was like one of my favorite songs on that record. <laughs> What's so, your podcast called? Uh my podcast? Yeah. This podcast is called Tales from the Green Room. Tales from the Green Room. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Tales from the Green Room. What's up, Kosha Dills? What's up, man? What's going on? Howie. What's All going right. on? Kosha Dills. Yeah, man. We, we just made a song. We did. Yeah. It's pretty cool. What's it called? Back and forth? I think back and forth. Back and forth. Look out for it, everybody. Mm-hmm. We, uh, so we ran into each other at One Love a few weeks ago in Long yes. Beach. And uh, we kind of talked about, we've been talking about it, getting together and making some music. Yes. And uh, a while back, I had you uh, just do some shit over a different version of um, Fast Times. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And then I just, I didn't really know what I was doing back then, so I just never did anything with it. Right. And then fast forward to One Love a few weeks ago, and I was there, you were there. Yeah. We talked about it. You were going to be on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and uh, here you are. In your house. In my house. <laughs> In your basement. Hanging out with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and so much has happened since One Love. Like, in your life, my life. And, you know, it's cool when someone's like, oh, yeah, let's do a song, guys. Let's do a song. Yeah, we'll just we'll get up, man. We got to do something. And here we are. We did it. This is like the cigarettes after sex, you know? it's like Totally. Beginning. Yeah. Totally, dude. It's like, I knew we were talking and flirting for a little bit, and everything was, like, going that way. And the next thing you know, here we are. We're together. We're together. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about it. It turned out really good. Dude, I'm really stoked to have it made a song like that in a long time. And it has melody and a little bit of pop flavor and some really hard rap i felt like i was rapping my best i could have rapped you were rapping hard yeah there was some hard rapping hard rapping and you know there was soft tone singing and there was background stuff and you know it was good and the beat was made from scratch and i was handling my business while i was here too (laughs) yeah i was just tapping in a beat and you're just back there fucking making business calls changing your life and shit yeah yeah i was like i need it overnighted (laughs) i need the product overnighted yeah you're killing it back there yeah i was just back on the phone laying down the fucking hammer dude Mm -hmm. the hebrew hammer the hebrew (laughs) hammer (laughs) yeah dude yeah man so uh uh tales from the green room you guys probably have so many yeah, we have lots of tales. Have we... other people been like giving you tales of the green room? I never even put it this way. All right, I don't even go into the green room a lot because sometimes there's like not enough people at the show. It's better off than like, we all stay outside, you know? Yeah, you it's ever been that. Uh, yeah, I mean the green room is uh, pretty fucking boring to be honest. It's uh, it's just a bunch of dudes like on their laptops or their cell phones or their iPads or whatever. I need to rest. Yeah, and sleeping and, and just kind of waiting around. What's and, the Wi-Fi password? Yeah, it's exactly. The, like, first thing, it's like, where's the Wi-Fi? It's like the guy at my Airbnb. He's like, I'm like, he's like, what's the Wi-Fi password? I'm like, you shouldn't even be on the internet anyways, bro. Go live your life. He's like, <laughs> you know, actually, he should, but it's kind of bad ratings from my Airbnb. But 
you get the point. Yeah, <laughs> I get the point for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, I don't know. It's, we have a lot of memories that, you know, not, a lot of non-memories, I'll say. Um, I've been talking um, a couple episodes with some of my other band friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all the same shit, you know. And um, Drawing dicks on the wall. Yeah, so many dicks. <laughs> so many dicks. You should see. There's been a couple of epic Why, ones, where, man. Where did that originate from, that people were drawing, you know, just like private parts on walls? And I think it's originated since like bathrooms, like in elementary school, and then just people, you know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's, uh, I don't know what it is, man. It's just funny. I mean, you got to. It's funny. It's funny. I mean, that's really, funny. I guess that, I guess that we just nailed it. It's For a funny. good time, call this number. That's always an agreement writing. Um, but like that's been in the history of things. But like, just think, guys. Before people were like sending um, explicit text messages with their private parts, um, people were drawing those things in green rooms. Get us in that. That's really true. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very true. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know uh, the fascination with penises, man. And it's just. I think just for dudes, <laughs> it's like it, it is, man. It is. It, it's. But it's like this funny thing it's just like we have to you see a dick it's just hilarious you know yeah. it's like you don't necessarily want to see one in real life but like when you when you draw them mm-hmm. there's just something so stupid and immature about it yeah you know and i don't know <laughs> like who said you know who did it you know who, who fucking knows man anyways um let's switch the top i don't know i don't want to delve into like 30 minutes of talking about you know yeah Dick pics. We really could go on forever. I know, I know. I feel, like, I feel. But uh, what about the time, the first time? What green room? Were we? I just remember we were backstage in Portland, um, at the Analog Cafe. This is when I drove there from um, Sundance Film Festival, and I like hopped on the tour. What was the That's name of the tour? Right, that was the winter mixtape. Winter mixtape. Yeah, yeah, that was like resonated. We're on some dates, like. Was I think was Bump and Uglies on that or who the fuck was uh, on that tour? Resonated. Um, yeah, we'd mi- we were mixing it up like we were bringing a bunch of different bands with us, so it's just a big blur to me now. Your guys at Bakersfield, who was the band from California? Oh man, uh, who was that? Oh, the B Foundation. B Foundation. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, they're from uh, they're from L.A. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Bakersfield and that was uh, Sacramento and. Those are good shows. Yeah. I had a great time. I just remember, I like the Portland show was really cool. And my other friends were playing upstairs. Did you ever go into other people's green rooms that were like not not letting you go? They were like, what are you doing in my green room? Um, Not anybody. Nah, not really. I mean, I get, when you. Sort of like in rap, I'll just tell you this is because in rap, it's like everyone's goal to get to the green room because everyone's backstage. Right. That's like a goal in, in the rap world, right? Because you're like in the show, then you got to get backstage, you're on stage. It's not like other bands where everyone's like, why would you be, you know what I mean? There's like, doesn't mean there's more like respectful thing, I guess. I, I mean, I understand. Like, from, from a fan's perspective, yeah, they probably want to get backstage when it's an artist. Um, you know, I guess it depends. We out here networking. Yeah, yeah, we networking. Um, I don't know. Like we we tend to keep to ourselves. You know, we don't really wander. And uh, like you know, I don't know. We're just older now. Just, yeah. and oh man, we just stay going in the room. down on the thing, going yeah. down on like uh, you know, you get yeah, whatever you want your space. Yeah, you want anything. I mean, like I said, I guess my oh, like recently, I like honestly to be honest, like um, a lot of times I'm in a rush, so. Um, 
I'm getting to a place and I'm traveling and then I when I leave my house, like I have this OCD thing with like I start taking extra stuff. Like there's like extra sweatshirts around. I'm like, let me just take like three more sweatshirts. Yeah, like, why in not? My bag. Why not? You know, <laughs> let me take four more sweatshirts of this kind of night. And next thing you know, it's like it's like a drug stash. I just start stashing things in my bag to go on the plane. Then I arrive at the show and they put me upstairs and like I don't know. I was just recently at um, Austin P State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. And it was like upstairs, this round table. And I'm just like, charger this. And I just dump out my bag, like dump everything out and start spreading it and like putting things in piles and sort of slightly reorganizing. Just having a yard sale. And just, yeah, right basically. There. And that's why I had that album, uh, Gene in the Garage Sale. Like, I love yard sales. I love vintage. I love selling everything. I love just anything in my bag. I could possibly sell it. And then I might find it if I have a whole green room to myself and I could just dump it out. But when you're in someone else's green room, you can't just, you got to tidy it up. It's like staying at someone's house. It's like, hey, you're going to stay in your couch. And they're like, well, you know, this is all right. We got to leave at 730 in the morning because I have to go to work. You know, they're not the kind of people that are like, live with me, you know, because you have those people that you live, do that too. Mm -hmm. Which all comes back to the green room ultimately. But when you're there, it's like you got to be tidy. And someone, people taught me like, you know, etiquette and, uh. But coming from a rap world into the rock world, right? Because I'm coming from like rap world, it's like just run up on stuff. But it doesn't work like that when you're like on a professional level. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We used to we used to do that. We would like run out on stage with bands we were touring with and stuff. Like it's for whatever reason, like um, like all the bands that we grew up playing with, like it's just that's just a homey thing. So you just do that. You run up there, you sing each other songs. You're like drinking beers, you're having a good time, and like we tried that that tried that shit with some other bands. And uh, they just weren't having it, so we had to stop doing that. <laughs> it was just weird. You know? But you were just like, yo, man, let me post up on set. But no, it was a rap thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, so I come from, like, Jersey, New York, right? So I was always going to rap battles, always, and um, and then going to shows at, like, SOBs and Highline Ballroom. And this is, like, primarily, like, hip-hop stuff, so you got to, like, smooth talk your way past the person. You're like, yeah, I'm with this dude, whatever, and you go downstairs. You don't have any of the credentials and everyone's there posted and people are like okay and there's tons of weed smoke and you know um you know essentially eventually everyone goes on stage and then if you make it on stage you've really got clout and someone is crowd is taking pictures of you and if you think about it and like you're also doing music and then you get on a professional level and you start touring and everyone's like what's like for me i get pissed when people are on stage because i need like complete space because i feel like i want everyone in the front to like experience the show it's like imagine you know, but it's a thing now. Like, and I guess I understand. But like, if you look at a lot of the new rappers, they roll on stage with like fifteen people. But there's like no one in the crowd because there's only thirty people there. It's like <laughs> I I want those fifteen people in the crowd because I just want it to be like me with thirty, not fifteen versus fifteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want to play you wanna, for people. Exactly. That's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the idea. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's it's interesting to mesh the worlds. So reggae is not down with like everyone just mobbing out on stage. Uh, not really. It's more in the punk rock ska thing. You know, it's like, um, I think it's a, people want to run a tight show. Um, and I'm not saying that's, that's, it's everybody, but, um, I think a lot of the bands, a lot of the bigger bands too, they just want to want to run a tight show and, uh, there's no unexpected surprises, but I love that shit. I love, I would love for like people to like run up there and, you know, sing some shit on the mic and take off and, you know, um, you know, just don't fucking hang out on stage too long, you know, because you'll, you'll get yeah. kicked off anyway. Our, our tour manager is pretty good with that shit. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't come up to hurt anybody. Just just come up and rage and have a good time and 
go back out there. Oh, and they love it. And then yeah. everyone whips out their damn phones when yeah. someone's on stage. So you, like, pick out the most popular kid. Okay, we're switching to... This is not show etiquette. This is, like... <laughs> this is actually a great idea. Like, do you guys... Yeah, so people come on stage to sing a song with you. And now they're on stage, right? And now all their friends, their 15 friends that they rolled with, all have their Snapchat out. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, dude, Dave is on stage with Howard. He's fucking rocking. Fucking and Dave. It, yeah, Dave is a good... What is it, Dave? Pat, maybe. Maybe it's a Pat. Maybe it's a Pat. Maybe it's a Pat or fucking... Not a Bruce. Maybe a, a Blade. <laughs> <laughs> like a total bro from Huntington Beach. Blade's <laughs> Blade. Yeah, man. You have like... You have come cool fans. Like, your fans definitely do look like the Ballyhoo character on the back of this wall. For those that are here, I'm just looking at this. What is that? Is that, a, is that you? That's you, right? Almost um, like a cartoon character of you, the Ballyhoo face. It's not me, but I guess it is me in a way. It's like, I, I used to, when I was coming up, I used to draw a lot of superheroes and stuff, like That's make up right. my own shit, and I would draw them in my likeness. Uh -huh. And uh, I guess I, I like faces. I like uh, like the Joker and the Crow, like Eric Draven, like, right, like faces. And just, I don't know, just creepy and cool. And uh, I just was, I would just draw faces. And at the time, you know, I, yeah, I had spiky hair, I guess, like that, messy, spiky. And uh, it just looks like you might have had a, like a choker as well, and like very much, yeah, probably you know, like Jenko jeans, and you had I, this spiky, and you folded out. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely the Jenko jeans and the chain wallet, and um, yeah, the fucking audio shoes and shit. But like, what was it, DVS and all that? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just like it came out, and I, saw, I just thought it'd be cool. We needed a, a logo, and I was like, well, we should do something, and like, this is pretty cool. Let's just kind of make this the thing, and now people are getting it tattooed on them. And you've had this Ballyhoo thing, the the the. The font has been ballad that ballyhoo since how long? Oh man, it's that has been a while. We've had that palm tree logo there that I just loved how it looked. Um, we recently changed it last year with the, the girls' art, um, and I'm kind of rolling on that shit now. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's just the big in my head. It was always a big block letters, and it was colorful, you know. So mm -hmm. so we I just try to I try to put color in everything. You tour a lot, right? You tour like how many shows do you do a year? I mean, we were doing, you know, 220 a year. That's like every day except yeah. a couple days. Yeah. Like six on some days you get. So out of a day you're doing. So 20 shows on the road, 20, that's 240 of the month, right? So yeah. you're like on the road like 18 days per month, 19 days per month. Eleven days off the road, which leaves you like a week with your fam. Yeah, there's yeah, like maybe, nothing. There's no maybe. time. And the days you're like, I need a resort. <laughs> yeah, we would just we would go out and crush it. And the, but this, like the last two years, we kind of slowed down. I think we did like 140 last year. You know, so it's a significant drop. But um, it's just it's gotten better to where we don't have to play as much. You know, um, right? Because so, uh, if you make a little bit more bread. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, you're out there all the fucking time. I always see you doing videos. You're like at the Grammys, and you're, you're fucking everywhere. Yeah, I used to have a sticker that said "Koshy Dills is everywhere." Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like my motto. Very true. I don't know if it works though. To be honest, like I know like being everywhere is good, but then it like sort of lowers your value a little bit. It's like if everyone had a diamond ring, right? You know, diamonds wouldn't be as cool or something. Yeah, but nobody else has a kosha. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm not a diamond. I'm a kosher. You're a kosher. Uh, so. Yeah, but be, so like the thing is, you know, always like appearing. It's so funny because you're like, aren't you on tour like all the time? And like, no, I just flew. I get angry actually. I'm like, 
no, dude, I just flew to Tennessee, took a picture, flew to Florida, took a picture. I was like, you're on tour. You're on touring the world. I'm like, I did two, I did two fly-in dates. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been gone. I've been not working for eight days this week, and I did two fly-in dates. Yeah. So I'm like staying, you know. People, people don't, uh, they don't necessarily understand how it works. Like, we'll have people, like, um, you're playing in Jersey and Maryland, but you're in California in between, like, oh, my God, how are you doing? It's like, well, we're flying. You know, we're not driving, obviously. I know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all that said, I mean, it's it's still a lot of work. I mean, traveling sucks. I hate flying. Flying is the worst thing ever. You hate it? I hate it, dude. Like, I... Have you ever flown with your family? Uh, not yet, and I'm dreading that day. <laughs> I'm dreading it. They, the kids already want to go to Disneyland and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, or Disney, I guess Disney World down in Orlando. I'm just tripping. I'm like, I don't even want to. Uh, we're going to drive. I'm not flying. I'm just right. not doing it. And right. uh, it's like, you know, missed a fly Orlando is like time. 15, 16 hours, something like that. Uh-huh. We just have to make a, a week out of it <laughs> to get yeah. down there and back, you know, yeah. just a couple days here, a couple days there. God. Um, but you tour, like, so you just have the, it's, you just tour in all those green rooms and all those. Yeah, it all looks all those the same. Chips and all yeah. those pretzels, all those gas stations. Yeah, we've switched everything to like healthy shit. From like it used to be like Cheez Its and cookies, and I think we still get cookies, but like we change, we, it's like all fruit and like stuff like that. You know, natural sugar. Instead yeah, because it's just hard to stay manufactured sugar. Yeah, it's hard to stay like healthy. You know, it's hard to find good stuff to eat and to drink and mental health too. Yeah, mental health is huge. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, but everybody kind of, everybody, we know how to tour with each other. We know how to be around each other. Right. You're like, all right. If it starts getting weird, people just leave, you know, just go back to the bus or whatever. Yeah, it's getting weird. All right, we got to go take it. You got to make the phone call. Yeah. So, yeah, man. No, so I met you guys in 2012. 2012. I used to rap with you guys every day. On the Warp Tour. So it was Warp Tour. This is the craziest thing. I did the Warp Tour. Then, like, I got into, like, an argument with, like, one of the stages I was on. Then, like, I couldn't, I was still on the tour. I had bought a spot on a bus. And then, like, you were letting me rap with you, and I was rapping with someone elsewhere, and I would sell CDs every day and just kind of post. Yeah, you were and everywhere. Th- and then I did the actual Warp Tour. I got booked on the Warp Tour in 2015, which is, like, the first real tour I ever really did. And then, and then now, this summer, you know, they have another Warp Tour. Maybe I'll do that, too. You never know. Kevin loves you. So he told you, uh, no, I just know it. Yeah, yeah. feel it. Yeah, he, lo- <laughs> he loves you. Um, Kevin, Kevin knows what he's doing, man. Dude, that dude has built an empire, you know. Yeah, how many green rooms do you think he's seen? <sighs> the last Instagram picture he has is like of like the Detroit place, and I guess they're like shutting it down, like Arbor, and it's not Ann Arbor, it's like, oh man. It's armor, armor. It's it's like close to Detroit, but it's not actually Detroit. But that the cool thing is when you play those like arenas or amphitheaters, they have backstages that are just basically like they're like literally hallways, and sometimes they have cool rooms. But you know, it's different than the dinky dink like of of like um, what's that place in Orangevale, the Boardwalk, where it's like a right. corner of a room. It's, it's like this tiny little the, yeah. space, size of a little mm-hmm. bathroom. And everyone puts their stickers on the outside. And my like main thrill in life is like seeing a bump and ugly sticker. And I'm like, I'm gonna put my pickle sticker there. And then I'm, one day they're gonna be in this deep conversation. And you can see the picker, and they're like, Let's just talk about kosher deals for an hour. <laughs> in some way, I'll like hypothetically, like speaking, if I know that's actually happening, I'll just have like the biggest stroke of um, egotistical orgasm while I'm not there. I'll be like, yes, 
Stickers, dude. Stickers on all those doors. You put stickers on all the doors? Uh, we're really bad at that. I always forget to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just got 3,000 stickers from Jack Prince. Shout out to Jack Prince who plays some of these stickers. Jack Prince. JackPrince.com where you can get all your... <laughs> shout been, out to Jack Prince. Dude. I've been printing with Jack Prince for probably 12 years. That's amazing. Yeah. How much do you think you spend every year? Oh, man. I don't even know, dude. Like laminates more, and... More laminates. More flyers. Posters. More posters. Flyers. How many posters do you press a year? Uh, we haven't done many recently because we did a lot of um, support stuff, you know? Right. But... Um, like last summer we did, you know. So I mean, it adds up, but um, yeah, just over time, I have no idea. Are laminates expensive? They're not. They're really good. You can go to Jack Prince; it's a hundred bucks to get like how to many? get fifty. Really? And uh, yeah, they'll um, they're right there in Cleveland. So if you're cruising through, you can pick them up. We've done that before. Like, and you're like way. VIP joints, like the laminates with like the what is it like, like the laminated ones? Yeah, they're they're nice. They're really really good it quality. Says, and, Ballyhoo yeah, put print on, on print on both sides. Print different things on both sides. Yeah. Like we will have like the dates on the one side, so people can keep track. And then we'll have the uh, the the tour poster mm-hmm. art on the on the other side. And um, you know, you give it out to all the band members on all the tour. And um, yeah, and it makes them feel it makes it feel like a big thing. And then other people see it. It's like a good thing. Well, the thing about laminates is uh, they're great because they're supposed to be. It's basically your credentials. And when you're out there on tour and you're going in and out of the green room, you're at some venue you've never been to before, you're all over, you're somewhere in the middle of the country, whatever. Um, security is supposed to see that and go, oh, cool, you're good, and that's it. That's what that's for, yeah. right? And it's also for keeping out people that don't have one. So we yeah, don't like want a bunch of trying fucking... to steal your MacBook. Yeah, 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 and that, that, that yeah, shit is happening. Bastard. You, um, so we don't want randos going back there, so um, that's what that's for. Um, but there have been so many times where we're walking back and security, like, gives us a bunch of shit. And we're just like, yo, bro, this right here. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that is. Security has bad days, but ultimately their job is to protect us. It is. It really is. But, like, when I'm the guy, it's like I, I, just, like, I, really, I would really like to go back to my green room and singer. eat my strawberries. Yeah, no, but I, I try to, like, I just lost, like, dude, the other day I was at this conference in D.C. and, like, the Secret Service was there. <laughs> Because it's like this political thing, and I'm like, like hopping out of line, like looking for something, and I'm like, I'm totally missing what's happening right now. And they're like, "Excuse me, sir." You know, there's a lot. I was like, "Oh man!" And then they were just grilling me, and then I'm like feeling threatened, so I'm like grilling them back. <laughs> I'm like grilling the Secret Service, and I know, but I just kind of want to see how good they are at what they do. And they started asking me where I'm from, and it's very similar to like when I fly to Israel, which is like the normal questions they ask you, like, "Where are you from? Where are you going? Why are you coming here?" Who are you here? What do you do? Um, like, why, what's your purpose here? Oh, okay. Wait, where'd you say you're from again? Oh, you know, and they try to, like, mess up with you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To see if you're, like, trying to hide something. For, like, 20 minutes, just try to grill you. And and, and that's, like, the example of, like, why that's their job. Like, yeah. that's what they But, like, yeah, dude, security douchebags, like, hold up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, honestly, they're the people you got to be the nicest to. So when you have it back, because they could literally, like, I heard stories about, like, bands getting kicked out of their own shows for being dicks, not bringing their ID, things like that, you know? I got I got uh, wrestled to the ground, thrown to the ground by a, a bouncer in really? uh, Allentown, PA, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, like, the place was packed. We were opening for Slightly Stupid, and this was years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, the place was packed, and they had it so, like, it was – it was all ages, but they had a, a fence that went across the whole venue to, <laughs> to separate the kids from the 21 right. plus from mm-hmm. the bar. And uh, the, 
the, th- the fence kind of made its way over to the bar so that people could be at the bar and then you could still have kind of a show over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just couldn't get to the merch table, right? So I, I kind of wiggled my way through the crowd where the bar was because a little less people and made it to the edge. And I was like, hey, is it cool? I talked to the fans right there. Hey, you guys cool? Let me hop over, hop over the fence, get to my merch. And they're like, yeah, sure. And I, I hopped over. And as soon as I planted my feet on the other side, I just feel this tug on the back of my shirt, the neck of my shirt. Uh-huh. And uh, two seconds later, I'm on the floor with my shirt ripped off of my body. He's holding it. And he'd throw me down. And he was just like, you don't fucking step over the fence. I was like, yo, dude, I just fucking played uh, 10 minutes ago. I was there for an hour, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you're Mr. Big Rockstar now. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it was fucking shitty, man. You know? Dude. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And and there was such a shit staff. They were just all a bunch of Allentown, assholes. Allentown, PA. Dude, it was awful, What man. was the venue? They were trying to take our, it was Crocodile Rock. I've been there. And they were taking our, all <laughs> our gear and rushing it outside and, um, and like, trying to carry it all weird. Like, we hadn't packed it up yet. They're like, I was like, you're going to drive? We're like, no, fuck that. It's going right now. They're just so pissy and just mad, just jacked. It was ridiculous, man. Were they, like, really extremely muscular dudes? Or they were like, yeah, yeah, a couple of them were. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I didn't know what the deal was. You know what was. happens in those situations? It's someone's boss who's getting screamed at by someone else who's like, it's your job. You're going to lose your job. And then that guy hollers at the younger dudes, you're going to lose your job. And then it goes down the chain of command, and then it came to you. And they're like, you, you know what I mean? And then it's like, all right. It was weird when we got there. It was like from, from load-in, which was like 4 o'clock or something, just mm-hmm. the staff yelling at each other. It was like just this whole tense situation the whole time. And then and then that shit went down, and I, I just fucking left. I was like, "Fuck this place," you know. And did you need to go and sell your merch? No, I, I tried, and I was I was just over it after yeah, that point. Yeah. I mean, I had no shirt. I had to like go. I I went and grabbed a, a t-shirt from merch, a Ballyhoo t-shirt, and put it on, you know. But like, he'd ripped my shirt completely off of me. Right. I, I couldn't. Did believe I, it. Was everyone like, "What's happened to you?" Or like, is everyone like all concerned? Yeah, a couple of people were just like, "Holy shit!" Like the people that I just talked to, you know, to, about right. jumping over the fence yeah. and. I just couldn't believe it. I, I'd I think never been treated today, that way. I think if that happened today, you would be like, whatever, go hustle the merch. You know? Yeah, I, who yeah, knows, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't think that, yeah. that's It's interesting. I'm like wondering when shit like that has happened to me. Um, it reminds me of when, okay, I was South by Southwest, um, which is coming up next week, which I'm throwing a couple shows there. I'm really excited. Um, it's going to be good. I seen Asher Roth at Buffalo Billiards, like at 6 and some other street, like and then, but right by, next to the Driscoll. And I'm like, kind of like he's vibing that like he's doing a little freestyle, so he's gonna have me come up and rhyme. And like he had called me up on stage before to rap, and so I, I move over to the side of the stage, and like I'm kind of like posted and leaning, you know, leaning and chilling, and just watching him rap. Um, if you guys were here, you'd see me. I'm like how he's sitting, and I'm like posting, and Ash is rapping there, and I'm like, you know, coming up on stage, chilling, just back in the cut. Yeah, there's a mic on the floor. I'm like grabbing the mic. You know what I mean? Cool, you know, because it's like my big chance to rap at Asheroth at, uh, at South by Southwest. Like, it'd be a good look, you know? And, and if you guys don't remember Asheroth, he had that double platinum song called I Love College. He invented, like, white boy rap, and everyone sort of a stunt double after him. Um, I remember that. So it's, what, like, 2013, and this big-ass security dude literally takes me and launches me off the stage while Usher is on the right side of the stage. This is about he was screwed up Um And I'm like, dude, he just threw me. And everyone's like, and Ash is like, whoa, chill. And I'm just like, it was uh, in shock value. And I had a documentarian like that was with me, my, my girl Dara, that she's like, 
um, Dara Golub, she's like filming my whole doc, and she's like, I'm like, oh, this is now Asher will feel bad, so we'll get a great interview from him. But I literally got launched, I got thrown off a damn stage that I was supposed to rap on. So I come back the next year, South by Southwest 2014, and who is there? Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> All right, Macaulay Culkin is somehow dating my friend's ex girlfriend. Um, they're in his band called Pizza Underground. We played a show at like a gay bear bar. It's it was some weird festival, like part of during South by. It was awesome and uh, really cool, like really super underground festival. I've some I don't even know if I found out about it on Craigslist or something. Like I'll like look up. <laughs> so I, I meet them. I see her. She's a big fan of mine. I must say, like love to meet your boyfriend, who we also have the same birthday. Me, Macaulay Culkin, born August 26th. I then convinced Macaulay Culkin that he'd let me come rap with him in his pizza band called Pizza Underground. They're on the verge of, like, blowing up. Everyone's writing about them, obviously because of Macaulay, you sure. know? And um, they play. They're a Velvet Underground cover band called Pizza Underground. And I get on stage and rap with Pizza. Who was there? Same venue, same bouncer that threw me off stage during Asherah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that they're calling me on stage and I cannot afford to be embarrassed in front of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> from you did it with Asher Roth, but you're not going to throw me off stage while I'm rapping with Macaulay Culkin. He's like, oh, you know, you know, and I was like, yeah. And uh, yeah, so and you got up, up there and did it. Yeah. And I got in spin magazine. It was a mate. It was such a dope look. Like it was great. Like it was an awesome experience. And, uh, you know, I was in the green room with Macaulay and there was like all these video games there. And that was a dope experience because I was, like, talking with him. And I just knew he's, like, an anti-camera person, obviously, for whatever, the whole life. And that was, that was cool. Because, you know, I think so much today we're controlled by our phones and everything. and Very much. <sighs> Macaulay Culkin should have a podcast. <laughs> you probably have a lot of interesting things to say, for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. Man, um, so, so, um, so now we're, so we made a song. Yeah. I'm going to perform this song. Next week? Sunday. Sick. I'm sure I have to send it to John, my drummer, John John Longley, um, who I met on Warp Tour and, uh, and drummed for me on Warp Tour, actually. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, because I'm like, I need new rap songs to play that are like suitable. Yeah, good, for... uh, good, good song to play live, dude. Yeah, man. So you, you went out with, uh, you've been out with Modest Yahoo. Yeah. Probably a lot, right? A lot. It's, it's been a lot. Modest Yahoo has been like sort of the rock to my Gibraltar. <laughs> the the wind the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> like literally. He's put me on stage in front of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. I played Red Rocks with him multiple times. Um I've but I met him in like oh four and rapped with him and BB Kings at a Christmas show and it was like all Jewish people. I didn't know. Like I had just gotten out of jail. I was like I didn't know that like people hung out on Christmas. I wasn't even aware to the Jewish world. He was like really and you know I'm Isra- I'm Israeli American so like my family's very Israeli. Israeli families are like we're Israeli, we don't need to do all the Jewish stuff. Even though they're also Jewish, they're just kind of like it's American Jews and it's like it's a little separated. Right. Um because we're from the Middle East. And like um so I like I was like wow and I brought my other friend Andy. We all went out. My buddy was like really twisted at like the Modesty Hour show. I didn't understand why none of the girls would like shake his hand. He was a lot of Orthodox people and stuff. And that was the first time I rapped with him. And uh, yeah, and then like rapped him later. And then I went on tour with him in 09 and then 2013, 2016. And now we have some songs together. And yeah, man, he's put me... And I've learned a lot about green rooms from Modesty Yahoo. 
Like, don't go. Like, a lot of people, you know, it's very, like, green room etiquette. Also, because I was like, I thought I could just go anywhere I want, you know? Yeah, you, you can't. can't. You, you can't. can't. <laughs> like, you can't. No. <laughs> you just can't. No. No. When it's your show, you can. When it's your yeah. show, you can. Yeah. We we stay respectful, like, other bands, like, when we bring out on tour with us, we'll make sure not to. And, but the thing is, it's in. like, it's like, it's this real fantasy that people are like, it's funny that you call this, like, Tales from the Green Room, right? Because it's like this other room it's just there. There's other people. There's really nothing special going on. There's people talking, et cetera, and come, you know. And the idea is like everyone has the idea. It's Guns and Roses and Slash. We're all like banging like hair models from the eighties. No, doing blow. Not at all. And we're not all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. No, it's it's completely uh, completely it's opposite zen. of that shit. I think those guys had. Um, awesome lives, you know, and crazy wild lives. <laughs> and now they're dead. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, most, a lot of them are dead. No, um, you know, but it's just it's just different. Well, you know? the green room today is different than the green room of, of earlier times. Mm, yeah, for sure. And it's just e- and increasingly more quiet, you know, with the guy, everybody just in their headphones and on their laptops and phones. And phones because they're, like, doing their personal time and stuff. Yeah, sometimes we try to have, like, family time. Like, we'll do, like, family movie night before the, uh, before the show or something. Like, just, or whatever, just... And we'll, we'll do like mystery science theater 3000 like we'll we'll play a movie and then we'll all just talk shit about the movie the whole time mm-hmm. and i don't know why we haven't filmed it yet we keep talking about that we should do it um but we have a lot of good times in that way you know just goofing off with each other the, the thing is like not everyone could afford to have the green room because i'm like if i'm like headlining a show i'm like where is everybody like where we need to get make sure it's people so i don't have you know i'm like almost not even there i'd rather be by the merch table i think the merch table is the real green room because then it's like you guys are allowed into the green room and People come up and say hello, but I guess at a certain point when you're on tour and the tickets just sell themselves, then you're kind of like, okay. You know? It's it's not it's not that I don't want to be there. It's it's that I can't do it 200 nights a year, like and Ow. and go talk. We used to stand at the merch table and just hang out by the bar and stuff all night before we played, but we can't do that anymore just because like, people want to get us drunk. People want to talk to me all the time. Like I can't. I, I'll lose my voice. You know, you will lose your voice, and, uh, and, and you're screwed. And then we'll trying to talk show. over loud music, yeah. And it's just and just trying to can do that to do that consistently all every night on a tour is just insane. You know, I can't imagine doing it that way anymore. So it's nice we get to just relax. So we can you know get stretch out, do you know, get a little workout in, like just chill not not really drink you know like we we don't really drink as much as we used to um so like we're i'll, I'll have like a beer maybe before the set right. maybe a shot and uh, and then we go out and we just rage it up and then when the when the show's over um i don't know we just we chill out for a little bit while they're packing up the crew and and then we just get on the road you know it's nothing it's the best part about the show it's after the show, when you go to the convenience store is really like the best part of that to show for me when you find a wawa after a show dude Dude, the best. Dude, in DC, actually, there's a Wawa now, and it's literally like a center, and they have like tables. You could sign into the internet, and there's like you could have like meals there. Damn. And it just opened two months ago, and you know I have some big plans with Wawa. On the last show of my tour, I had somebody bring me their Wawa sweatshirt to wear on stage, and it was like unattainable. It was like maybe like he knew someone who was a manager. Which is a different color hoodie than like the other things, and like you can't get it online. You could order Wawa merchandise online, by the way. You can. Yeah, you should put Wawa on the riders. You dude, should probably for the do East that. Coast shows. You should totally do that. Um, but yeah, that's like, I think my my favorite part of the show is always when I drive. It's like when you go to the convenience store, you know, because I'm like touring a lot of times alone. 
Yeah. Sometimes it's like the money is not, you know, what it what it could be. Yeah. If I was way more massive, <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I was selling at arenas, I wouldn't be. A, but you know, I wouldn't be able to just walk into any convenience store like that. So I'm sort of grateful for where I'm at. You know. I think you're gonna. I think you hustle so hard, and you're always out there doing things, and and uh, it's just real. And you're gonna be able to afford all the Wawa that you want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, th- I feel a lot better once I like heard it like that way. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if like. Not everyone band. I feel like there's like these A plus bands and B plus bands. What are we at? We're, oh, we're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Where are we at? Um, got the A plus bands, right? G Easy from Warp Tour 2012. G Easy's A plus right now. He's killing it, he's, dude. I can't he's dating it. a girl who's a double A plus. Halsey. Oh, he's dating her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it's saw amazing. them together. <laughs> I saw them together on uh, on SNL like yeah. last month, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. And it's Anyway, so you have that you have that act, right? Then you got an act that's like Modest Yahoo, right? Who's like A, you know, it's up there. You got a thousand people per night coming to the shows. Then you got acts like, let's say you, like maybe 300, 400, 250, which is amazing, right? Well, you can't go out. And then you have me, you know, I'm like a A minus B plus, you know, touring, making a living. Verified on Instagram, <laughs> you know like all the good things. Rapping with the kids from Stranger Things, and all I'm like a people. You got 50 kids at the show. Everyone wants all the artists like you. They all want to build with you and record verses with you, and people want to pay you for things. Other people, not everyone wants to pay. But you make a living. You do your taxes. You have health insurance. You know what I mean. You have a car. You know you throw the merch in the car. You don't sell a lot of merch online yet. But you sell a lot in real life. And then you got. Everyone else in music, and then that's like mostly the nine percent. And everyone's like not experienced. They got the local bands. They got like the regional touring bands. They have, you know, the bands that play like their main goal is to play like one date at Warp Tour and win like their Ernie Ball stage. You know, and that's like it. And then they have other people that are like the king of Sarasota, Florida, or whatever. And like could draw a lot. And they draw forty-seven people in Sarasota, but never left. And all those places, guys, they all got green rooms, and. Nothing's going back there. But no matter who you are, check this out. No matter who you are, as long as you're on stage, someone's going to want to sleep with you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... But it's not what I'm into. Not to say, like, I'm single. You're married. You're, you're most married, yeah? I, I engaged. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. tight. Yeah, that's... that's the time I'm interested in. Yeah. It's, um... I don't know, man. We just, uh... We just get out there and we, we just have a good time with it. And, um, you know, the, the, definitely the best time, the best time of, of the entire day is being on stage for that whatever hour and a half, whatever it is. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we, we move on. We move on, move on to the next thing. And, on uh, to Bakersfield, guys. Yeah, yeah. B-Riders. Um, yeah, dude. B-Riders. <laughs> crushing B-riders. it over there. B-Riders, man. You love Gary V. Crushing it. Gary V. Crushing it. Um, Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I was the first guy to rap for him. I think that, we're both from Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, dude, I noticed that when you were rapping with him. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, that shit is sick. Like my brother I was bought a, to see you my do that. brother bought like a lunch from him or something like a, like a business development thing for like I don't know like three grand or something like but ages ago like at a Taco Bell. Wow. And he didn't even get tacos. And that's what I remember. I just thought he goes, "You should rap at his thing, his keynote." So me and my buddy Flex Matthews went that I did Warp Tour with. Who's from DC, DMV boy, and uh, he beatboxed. I rapped. We we were the last question of the keynote, so people thought it was staged. This is when Twit video was out. Instagram didn't exist, 
And we were like, oh, man. And I wrote a song for his jab, 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 right hook book. Still nothing. And now every rapper is on his D-I-C-K. And you can't even draw a dick like his in the fucking green room. God damn it, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, dude. But, uh, yeah, man. Monday to Monday. Monday. I, they, didn't, they didn't put me on the playlist yet, but. I think he'll get there, man. Yeah. I think he's going to, yeah. They might put this one, this song that we did. They, I, I yeah, they better. They fucking better. Yeah, shit's dude. Dope. Shit's dope. We have two blue checks coming for that ass, dude. You know? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> straight up, dude. We got two verified checks, dude. Well, <laughs> speaking of blue checks, I got a blue check my ass out of here to the next Wawa, man. Get back to Jersey because I'm going to drive in a snowstorm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be careful doing uh, that. You're welcome to hang out for a bit, too. If you yeah. Need to. Well, good news is we'll get this life, and then people will hear this. And, um, People will hear this song, which is called Back and Forth and Back and Forth, right? Back and Forth and Back and Forth and Back and Forth and Back, back and Forth. forth. Yeah. I guess it would be good. It's like Back and Forth. It should just be, it should be Back and Forth, parentheses, Back and Forth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A.K.A. Back and Forth. A.K.A. Back and Forth. <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, stopping by for sure, man. Yeah, dude. I'm glad, uh, glad it finally worked out. It finally worked out. It's been a minute. We haven't done anything. Nothing. Now we're doing it all. Now we're going to no, take it all. It's it's really, you know, I hate the studio. I really don't like it. Because, you know, I want the hit album without doing the work. I like to get, you know, I want six-pack abs, you know, but I like I like Wawa. You know, think all those things, you know. I like chocolate donuts, man. Right, right, right. You get it. And it's like you want to, and you, I want to have that song, but you have to. Slow down sometimes to move forward and go faster not when you get to go next time. Because, you know, like speeds, boom, boom, boom. So that's where I'm at now, man. I got to make the hits. Well, I had a good time making this hit with you, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking turn out dope. So uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Um, if you guys um, are not obsessing about all these green room conversations, when you're listening, you could just simply follow me in real life on Instagram, K O S H A D I L L Z, Twitter. Koshi Dills, Facebook.com slash Koshi Dills. If you're on Snapchat, it's real, R-E-A-L, Kosha, K-O-S-H-A. And uh, KoshiDillsWorld.com. And if you have any questions about anything, well, I mean, you should ask somebody. I don't know. You should probably <laughs> ask somebody. Yeah, yeah, if you got questions about something, ask the right person, I guess. Uh, you got you to gotta check him out. He, he, he just ended oh, up on Oh, and Spotify. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Spotify, right? Because we got to get my Spotify numbers Get up out. on the Spotify. Because your Spotify is crushing. Yeah, Spotify is crushing, dude. They're what are you at bigger. per month? 323,000? So I'm like, one, I'm like, I'm at 1,300 a month. 1300 Yeah. I, saw, I sell a lot of CDs, but I need you guys to stream it. So Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's where we're playlist. going. That's, that's where we're going. Yeah. And somebody somebody get this guy uh, on some Spotify playlists. Whoever's listening, you know, add me to your list. Yeah, man. Not guest list. No. Nope. Not dick list in the green room. Playlist. Yeah. Playlist. Spotify. Put me on the Spotify. <laughs> Let me get on that like Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, Hal. Let's let's not have it be too long after this. I'll call you tomorrow. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> Later, brother. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I told you. He's always getting into something, man. He's got uh, a lot going on all the time. Dude's a hard worker, a hustler. Um, props to him for uh, getting out there and, and pushing his craft and just... Being 200% behind it, you know, that's uh, that's what all of us have to strive for. He's a model of amazing work ethic, and um, he just goes for it. 
Go check out his stuff. Check out his website. Follow him on all the socials. Big thanks to Kosher Dills for coming on the show. And uh, all right. I guess we'll catch you next time. Tales from the Green Room. <laughs>